Blog Talk Radio. If it's smooth jazz, then the Jazz Queen is talking about it on Talking Smooth Jazz. Your place for all things smooth. Artist Nicholas Cole. Vincent Ingala. Jonathan Fritzen. And news with the smoothest show on the internet radio. Your host, the Jazz Queen. And Mike Reynolds. Mike, how are you? Doing okay, Terry. How's it going tonight in Vegas? Oh, it's going all right. It's going all right. Welcome to the show, everyone. Um, This is Talking Smooth Jazz. My name is Terry, a.k.a. the Jazz Queen, and we want to welcome you into this night's show. I am excited because my favorite artist is back with a brand new CD called Another Long Night Out. Brian, welcome back. Hey, how you guys doing? Uh, We are doing well. Thank you so much for giving Mike and I another chance to speak with you. Well, it's always fun, so uh, I'm I'm happy to be here. <laughs> well, thank you. So, as I said, Brian has released a brand new CD called Another Long Night Out. It debuted at number one on Billboard's Contemporary Jazz Albums chart, and it's his first release on his label, BCM Entertainment. So we are happy to have you on, as always. Um, so how excited are you for this new CD? Oh, man, it's uh, it's been really a lot of fun revisiting all these old songs you know that i wrote now over 20 years ago it's crazy um some of those tunes i even wrote when i was in high school believe it or not mm-hmm. um so uh, and I, most of the songs i hadn't played in about 20 years either so i didn't even remember how to play the songs i had to relearn them <laughs> oh really <laughs> i know that sounds wild but uh so i you know went back in and you know, got charts out and started relearning. Okay, what chord is this again? And oh yeah, that's how it goes. <laughs> I mean, I, I remember the melodies, of course, but mm-hmm. you know all the little intricacies, uh, all the little parts I had to relearn. So, so, you know, it was it was a lot of fun. And whole reason why I wanted to do it is just to, you know, give it a whole fresh sound of production. When I you know when I did the first one, a long night out, it was just kind of me and a bedroom studio uh, when I was going to DePaul University. So, you know, hardly any money, hardly any musicians, limited technology, and, uh, you know, it was great for what it was, but I always wanted to redo it. So, Mm. and here we are. Here we are. All right. And mm-hmm. oh, Lori just came into the chat room. We have some guests in the chat chat room. Thank you all for tuning in. Um, if you would like to call in and speak with Brian, the number is 646-716-5485, 646-716-5485. And Lori says we should have another long night out with BC Teenies. I agree with that, Lori. <laughs> I agree with that. <laughs> Nice. So, Brian, I was reading the story on your website, and I was wondering, back then when you were, you know, producing Long Night Out, who yeah. were the artists that you wished you could have had on that CD? Well, honestly, there were a lot of them are on this new one. So, you know, for instance, one of the first sessions I did for this new version was with 
Jimmy Haslip on bass and Will Kennedy on drums. Now, they both have played with the group the Yellow Jackets mm-hmm. for like almost 30 years, right? So I was a huge Yellow Jackets fan. And I just love the way they groove together and just totally different sound than any other groups. So uh, those guys, the, that duo, played on five of the cuts on this new version. And one of the first sessions I did was uh, the tune Fullerton Ave with those guys. And believe it or not, I was actually programming the drum track 20 years ago on the original Fullerton Ave on a drum machine to try to sound like Will Kennedy. Literally, I had his drumming in mind. And so now, fast forward 20 years, I'm hearing him play this song in my studio in L.A., and I'm I'm really freaking out, like, oh, my God, that's how I wanted it to sound like. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, getting those goosebumps going in, in the studio, that's when you know you got something special, so... And there were a lot of those moments on this whole record, you know, when Nathan East shows up and just puts the just sweetest bass part on. Um, and, you know, many of these players, it, it, it was really, you know, when it comes full circle like that, it was really awesome to, to hear these songs almost come alive, in a, I mean, or totally come alive in a whole new way, so. Now, you know, we've seen people, you know, remaster CDs or, you know, reduce certain tracks and everything. But like I said, and then they would do them within maybe a couple of years' time. But like I said, you took 20 years to redo this. Now, when you decided to do this, did it, was there anybody in your camp or that you talked to that kind of was like, you know, why? Or like, you know, you know, kind of mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, just opposed to you doing it again because of, uh, you know, they, they figured people already had the CD already, you know. Well, I mean, here's one reason I went independent with this now let me preface that with i've been on record labels my entire career you know i started on an indie label mesa blue moon then i went to atlantic records i was on warner brothers and on verve which is universal and you know they're always pushing to do something new and hip and fresh or whatever you know commercial blah 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 so i just felt now was the perfect time to do it because uh, you know, it, it just felt right to go out on my own and do this independently. Um, and no one really telling me that I can't do it. So that's really the reason why I'm doing it now. You know, so you couple that with the actual 20th anniversary. Um, you know, there's a story behind it. It just it just made sense to me. And, uh, you know, after 20 years of learning, becoming a better producer, better piano player, better you know, um, better at all that stuff. You know, I just knew I could make a great remake of it. So hopefully you guys like it. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, yes. All right, I have a phone call. Area code 786. Welcome to Talking Smooth Jazz. Hey, good good evening, guys. How are you doing? Good evening. What's your good. name? My name is Frank Lopez from Naples, Florida. How are you doing, Brian? All right. Hey, Frank. Hey, I've been I've been following you since I was probably I want to say ten years old, if not twenty years, maybe a little bit over. And I've always loved your your music. I mean the way you play the piano. I can tell when back when um, 
I don't know if you remember Miami radio station, 93.9, Smooth Jazz. Oh, Love 93. Oh, man, I grew up, when I was a, a small kid, I used to listen to that radio station all the time, even got to meet the host. And wow. That was, the, that was the radio station that introduced me to your music. So anytime I okay, listen cool. to, to any pianist, I can always tell who's playing just by listening mm. the way it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, the only small request I have, Brian, if, if at all possible, come visit us at Naples because I've, I've been trying to get to Panama City, but every time I check, it's always sold out. So I, I'm almost never able to go see one of your concerts. But if, uh, oh, if you find man. time in your schedule... I hope you can you can come down this way. It'd be nice. Okay, I'll do my best. There's a. There's I mean, a I, I was there a couple of years ago with David Benoit, but it was uh, we just did my piano to piano show. Well, so just hopefully an FYI, I'll get down there with. Yeah. Just an FYI, Brian. There's a new restaurant that that just opened up. It's called Alto Jazz Cafe. So maybe okay. uh, you might want to look at that. They probably opened it uh, just a month ago. Really nice area. Nice. I'll check it out. All right, Brian. Thanks Good for luck the call, on your Frank. future endeavors, and I'll keep listening to your new, uh, hope, waiting for a new album. <laughs> awesome. Thanks a lot, man. Thank you, Frank. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye-bye. You know, Brian, I wanted to ask you, I don't know if we've asked you this before, but looking back, when you first started out, uh, you know, and you were in your college dorm doing this CD, the, the original, did you think that you yep. would have the type of career that you have now? Oh, hell no. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, I it originally, you know, I, I never set out to be a jazz artist. I knew I just wanted to be a kind of a musician of some sort of songwriter, a producer, maybe. Um, maybe even get into film scoring or something like that. So, you know, when I started doing my own record, I thought, oh, okay, this will be fun. Let me do some songs and... I didn't even know I had to go on tour. So mm. this is how naive I was. You know, I was 20 years old making this record. I'm like thinking I'm just going to, you know, make some records and put them out and then do something else and then do this and that. So right after the first record came out, the record label actually went to me and said, okay, Brian, uh, we're going to put some shows together for you this summer. So why don't you start working on getting a band together? I'm like, I thought they were kidding. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. And they're like, no, we're for real. I'm like, oh, boy. So I, I didn't know one thing about putting a band together or going on tour. I mean, you know, I was a college student playing basically trombone in the jazz ensemble, you know. <laughs> I had no responsibilities, right? So now they're like, okay, you've got to get a band together. you got to rehearse them. We're going on the road. I was like, oh, my God, I'm so nervous. So, um, you know, basically I called the guitar player who uh, played on that first record. His name is Harry Mura. was a uh, local Chicago guy. And, you know, he had had a lot of road experience. He had toured all over the place. So I really, really learned from him. He kind of almost was our tour manager. You know, would rent the minivans when we went into a town and drove us around and, you know, kind of showed me the ropes. So, um, you know, did I know I was what I was getting myself into? Not at all. But uh, it's been a great ride. 
So, and to piggyback on that question, um, during that time you put together a demo um, that included City Lights, Long Night Out, and Changing Tides, and you sent that to um, Bud Harner in L.A., who then, you yep. say, literally literally two weeks later, they signed you to a six-record six contract, and as a 20-year-old yep. college student, you were absolutely freaking out. So, yeah. <laughs> Were you freaking out because you? you had gotten a, a contract? Now you had to put together a full album. <laughs> well, I was less nervous about putting a record, the full record together, than I was going on tour. You know, I I knew something about writing songs and, and producing songs, so I was like, yeah, that's what I wanted to do, or at least you know, create music in some some fashion in the studio because in the studio I was really comfortable. You know, I could control all the mm-hmm. all the sounds and all the parts and, and this and that. So, you know, that wasn't really nervous about that part. I mean, it was hard, of course, you know. Uh, but, uh, you know, the tour was the hard, hard, hard part to me. I told you this before. I, it was a concert where you were here. You were here in Vegas, and I was sitting next to a mm-hmm. lady. Um, and she told me that she had went to your very first concert. And we all know what your performance is like now. I mean, you're all over the stage. You're very animated, very um, – it's, it's a great show. But she said that concert, your first concert, you didn't move from the spot. She oh, said no. you hardly looked up from the piano. And when you did look up, it was just to intro the song, and then you looked back down at the piano. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was so nervous. That's the thing. I was not. I was not a front man. I didn't know what to say to the audience. I was nervous as hell. <laughs> yeah. But what happens is slowly, you know, you realize that the more and more songs you, or more and more records you put out, the more and more songs maybe get played on the radio. Then mm-hmm. you see people in the audience actually responding to it particular song that you start playing you're like oh okay that gives you a little more confidence right Mm -hmm. and then slowly by slowly you know you just get a little more comfortable on stage you know it just takes time at least it did for me well you definitely don't uh, seem like you're nervous now um when you perform (laughs) i mean do you still get jitters backstage before you come out I mean, you get a, I get like an adrenaline rush. It's it's okay. not like I'm not like nervous about like, oh my god, are we going to be okay? Not like that, you know. That's what yeah. I used to be. But now it's like okay, it's I don't know. It's more about um, is everything going to work correctly, like technically? Mm-hmm. Is there going to mm-hmm. be a bad cable that shorts out? You know, I think of those things because <laughs> that. That can kill your vibe when you're on stage and you go out there, especially if it's in a festival situation where you don't have a lot of time to set up and sound check. Right. It's just kind of set up and go. And then you get up there, you're like, oh, my God, I can't even hear anything. And then so that that's kind of annoying. But uh, yeah. most of the time when it's a, it's a show where we have time to really set up and dial it in correctly, you know, I don't okay. really necessarily get nervous. I just get that adrenaline rush right before I go yes. 
Yes, and it definitely mm-hmm. shows in your in your performances and in your shows. So we love that. <laughs> All right, I have three calls on waiting. I'm going to take the first one. Area code nine three seven. Welcome to Talking Smooth Jazz. Hello. Hello. Hi, this is Cheryl. Hi, Cheryl. Hi, everyone. Hi, Brian. I hey there. One, how you doing? I just have one question. Are you going to do your next album like you did this one? That was so much fun when you did it that way. You mean uh, on the video up, blogs or what do you yeah, mean? Yeah, set up, set up the campaign and on the video blog. Yeah, I'm thinking about doing uh, kind of the same thing. Everyone really likes that. You know, they like mm-hmm. watching the the progress and, you know, kind of the behind-the-scenes stuff. So I got so much great feedback. Uh, for those listening that haven't seen it, I basically kind of uh, videotape um, every day from the recording studio of what's going on and kind of put it up on, on YouTube. i got a YouTube channel. So you can see I got over like a hundred and some videos from my studio um, with all the different people that come over, and uh, it's 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 a lot of fun to check out, you know. So yeah, I, I definitely plan on doing that again. Yeah, it really was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it, and um, I enjoyed uh, my favorite song on that CD is "Beautiful Liar." Which one is yours? Oh, you know. <laughs> Uh, there, what's funny is there's different parts of different songs that are my favorite little parts. For, for whatever reason, I, I love a couple parts of Heroes of the Dawn. I love when the trombones are playing together. Uh-huh. Did you see that video blog? Me and Rick Braun uh-huh. both played yeah. trombone. I th- I've been having like, fun dude, with this. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was cool. And I always love the vamp out, like the fade out of that song. Um, Eric Marienthal and Rick Braun on flugelhorn at that point are kind of uh-huh. trading back and forth. I just love that groove. Um, the two, actually, two of my full favorite songs, however, are uh, the last two songs, "Long Night Out," uh-huh. which mm. the reason for that is it's the biggest production on the entire record. There are there's a horn section. There's like 60 tracks of percussion. Wow. 60. It's insane. Wow. There's a full string section playing on it. Obviously, Candy Dolfer is killing it. Um, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Live drums, bass. Um, you know, there's so much going on, and we were able to kind of mix it together so that it still sounds good, yet really, really exciting. Um, and then my, my second favorite song would be Changing Ties, the last song. Um, with uh, the only vocals that are on the record, which is actually my wife, Michelle, singing uh, along with Jonathan Butler. I just think it's beautiful. It is a beautiful song. Well, I'm not going to hold you up, but I'll see you at Seabreeze, and I'll see you in Ohio, and I'll see you in California. Okay. Thanks Thanks for the music. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you, Cheryl. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. Area code 865, welcome to, I'm sorry, Mike, one moment. Area code 865, welcome to Talking Smooth Jazz. Area code 865. Okay, I think I'll we see. lost them. No, they're still holding. Mm-hmm. They probably just want to listen. Okay, go ahead, Mike. 
Now, I want to ask Brian, uh, you mentioned Candy uh, as one of the contributors to the CD. Um, now, with you, you know, of course, we, don't, we know you don't have a problem getting whoever you want on the CD, but with you redoing this CD after 20 years, how did you go about choosing the uh, participants that you wanted to help out with the CD? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, like I said, a lot of people were people that I already had in mind for playing on these particular songs, you know, even 20 years ago, believe it or not. Um, you know, like Lee Rittenauer was uh, a definite influence on me. So having him play on track one, which is definitely a big guitar feature, just was a no-brainer. Um, you know, I obviously was listening to Lee back in the day, and then when he joined Foreplay as well. Um, so... That, that that was no question to have him. Uh, Patches Stewart, uh, who plays trumpet on a lot of the record, uh, I actually saw him perform for the first time when I was 12 years old at the Montreux Jazz Festival in Switzerland. Um, he was playing with David Sanborn, uh, Marcus Miller, Chaka Khan, and Al Jarreau. And I mm. always was a fan of his, so finally got to meet him on the Smooth Jazz Cruise and hang out with him and, you know, play a lot. So I said, man, you got to be the trumpet player on this record. He's like, oh, man, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, the, again, there were a lot of people that really I, I, I was influenced by when I was a kid who were on this record. Um, you know, um, Russ Freeman, another example. You know, I listened to the Rippington so much when I was in uh, high school. Um, he doesn't like me telling that story, but, you know, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, no, that's cool. But, you know, uh, guys like that were really, really influential to my, my sound. And so the song that I had him play on uh, is called Double Exposure. And if you really listen to it, it kind of sounds like the Rippingtons a little bit. That's because I wrote the song with the Rippingtons in mind. In mind. Mm -hmm. So to have him playing on it, as well as adding a saxophone, which the original didn't have, and I said, well, if I'm going to add some sax, it might as well be Jeff Cashua, who's playing with the Rippingtons forever. So, you know, I, I really, really thought about, you know, each and every song, um, you know, who exactly is the perfect fit. Uh, and then you go to Beautiful Liar, uh, having Steve Lukather playing the epic rock guitar solo. You know, him from the group Toto, of course, but, you know, people don't even realize he's played on a million other uh, classic records uh, and played the, the guitar solos on them. So, you know, been a huge fan of his and listened to his solos, and I knew exactly what he would do on that song, and he he did beyond that. So that's really how I selected everybody. All right. All right, I have another phone call and a question from the chat room. Um, Ollie wants to know how Mr. C is doing. How is your dad doing? All good. Everybody's good. Uh, you know, uh, we're just having having good times out here. Now, um, his specific question is: Will your father? Do you? 
Ask Brian if his father if his father still plays with him sometimes. He hasn't been on the road with you in a while. Uh, no, it's been a while. I've been using uh, this incredible young trumpet player by the name of Michael Stever. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might remember Michael. He was out when I started the uh, Bringing Back the Funk tour. Yes. And uh, so Michael is back in the band, and uh, I'm utilizing him uh, because there's a lot of incredible trumpet playing on this record, and I needed a guy that was just so solid and you know impeccable. He also plays keyboards and did the horn arrangements on the record. So Michael is a really, really versatile guy and uh, extremely talented and uh, a funny, funny character on the road, too. So we love him. Yes, we love Stever. <laughs> that's for sure. Oh, love yeah. Stever. Yeah. All right. Um, I do have a phone call, um, area code 727. I'm having a problem bringing you on, so I'm going to go to a song and work on getting you on. So if you can hang on, please, if you need to hang up and call back in, um, you can do that as well, but right now I can't bring you on. So I'm going to go to a song, and I'm going to do to? Beyond the Frontier. Ooh. Tell me about this one, yes. Well, this one is actually, um, it, it kind of has a, a different vibe than the rest of the record. This one has a slight bit of kind of this ethnic type sound, almost Middle Eastern a little bit. I start off with um, some tabla drums. Uh, you know, the the original old, the, you know, the Long Night Out version was all drum machine trying to play real tablas. But now, of course, I went into the studio with, you know, two of the top percussionists in the world. And they came in, you know, with all these different kind of cool sounds and real tablas and oodoo pots. And I'm going crazy here, but a really cool sound. And then having Michael Thompson, a great guitarist, uh, doubled my piano melody with an electric sitar. Kind of mm-hmm. cre- creates more of that uh, ethnic kind of sound. Um, then we added a, a full string section. Uh, David Benoit did beautiful string arrangements on the whole album. Um, so it just kind of mellows out the song. So yes. a, lot, a lot of different parts of this song. So and ups and downs, and I, I, I really dig it. And you said that's your favorite favorite song yes sir yes sir well yes sir let's check it out beyond the frontier
Oh, that is my favorite from Brian's new CD, Another Long Night Out. That was Beyond the Frontier. Love that. I love your playing. I just mm. love the way you you play that piano. And I like that because it's to me it's, it's, it's like a ballad, and I love your ballads um, when you Aww. play those. Yeah, I love those. All right, area code 727. Welcome to Talking Smooth Jazz. Hello? Hi. Welcome yeah. to the show. What's your name? Oh, yeah, it's Kyle Schroeder down from Tampa. Hi, Kyle. Um, I just wanted to ask Brian a quick question. Um, as, like, a young saxophone player trying to move towards the industry, I just wanted to know what your songwriting process was, you know, from the melodies all the way down to, like, choral structure, et cetera. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, typically what I do, I'll start with uh, one of two things, um, either a drum groove, you know, I'll get a groove together and then layer on top of that one at a time. So sometimes uh, if it's a funky type of song, I'll get a drum groove going first and just kind of yeah. feel the beat going and then maybe lay a bass line down and then some a Rhodes part or a clavinet part. Then I'll actually almost produce out a lot of the song, you know, meaning, you know, add all these different sounds and layers and uh, get the different sections of the song, whether it be a verse, a B section, a chorus. I'll get all that done and kind of put together first. Then the last thing for me will come the piano melody on top of it. Yeah, all right. Um, To me that's the best way for that piano melody or the melody to kind of fit with the track and groove right. Um, you know, a lot of times those kind of funky, funky songs, you know, are, are really hard to start with a melody, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I've never done it that way. But um, a ballad, per se, I will literally just sit down at the piano like more of a grand piano, acoustic piano, mm-hmm. and just start improvising and playing. And typically that, the melody and chords are kind of intertwined. Right, So it yeah. kind of comes out at the same time because it's not right. really about the beat or the groove or the vibe. It's more about, you know, the chordal structure and, and the melody. So the, those are kind of two different ways that I write songs. Cool, thanks. I appreciate it. Wow. So there you go. And then, you know, the other ways of doing it are working with a collaborator, another songwriter, and then yeah. who knows how it's going to happen because, you know, you'll both start vi- vibing off each other. Maybe uh, this person will play a guitar riff and then you'll play something else. So, you know, all rules are off when <laughs> when that happens. So, cool, thanks. And um, I'll be up at a Seabreeze Jazz Festival too. So Great. Maybe. Cool. We'll meet Hopefully you there. after parties too, so that'd be cool. Oh, nice. Those are. Cr- are you old enough to get in? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Is there an age? <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe for the after party. I don't know, man. <laughs> right How old on. are you, Kyle? Sixteen. Sixteen. Okay. Oh, fifteen. Yeah. All right. Fifteen. Oh, yeah. You probably can't do the after parties. There's probably gonna be alcohol. <laughs> you have, to, you have to sneak in. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, cool, man. Well, uh, have fun playing, and we'll uh, see you in a couple of weeks. All right, cool. Thank you. Have a good night. No no problem. Thank you, Kyle. Bye-bye. 
All right. Ollie wants to know, where do you go on vacation to relax? No playing, just chilling. Ah. Well, I, I've i done um, a lot of, um, like, uh, European vacations. Mm-hmm. Uh, to kind of completely get away because I actually don't tour very much in Europe. I do a little bit. But uh, so, you know, if we want to get away and fully unplug, you know, um, we'll go to, you know, Paris for a couple weeks or whatever or um, Italy or something. Um, But a lot of times we kind of will tack on some leisure time onto other gigs you know um like i don't know if i play in hawaii or something we'll have a couple extra days off and just kind of chill okay Um, okay so you know well yeah if i'm gonna get it if i'm gonna go off and do something i'll probably go hang out in europe because it's just such a different vibe and i love it over there and i have to mention the cruise that we were on in september um, I know that mm-hmm. wasn't a vacation for you. You were working on that cruise, but that was that was fun. That was a lot of fun. I enjoyed that. My first well, time see, in. Before, oh yeah, see before yeah, and yeah. after the cruise, I uh, my my wife came and she hung out in Rome. Okay. While we were on the cruise, so we went in a few days early and stayed another week afterwards. Oh, so, um, cool. You know, see, see, I'm lucky because she speaks Italian and French. So I just go along for the ride, and I don't really have to deal with anything. So, you know, mm-hmm. no, most of the time when I'm touring, I'm, like, dealing with things. So that's right. why, you know, I hang out with her, and life is good <laughs> over Ooh, there. You know? All right. Yeah, yeah, that was a great cruise. We had such a good time on mm-hmm. that cruise. A lot of fun. Yes, we did. All right. Okay. You know, I, I want to ask Brian, um, you know, I was introduced to your music um, from the Secret CD, and then I'll work my uh-huh. way back to uh, Long Night Out. Now, okay. I, I, I got to say, man, this, this CD cover, man, what's going on with this Long Night Out CD cover? <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause you got, Why I mean, you read my mind? <laughs> I, I well, number one, <laughs> number one, I will tell you this. When you're first starting out, you have no creative control over anything. So, literally, the first time that I saw the CD cover and the photo that they chose was when it was released in stores. Wow. Wow. (laughs) They didn't let me see it ahead of time or approve anything. Oh, wow. So, that was one of those, uh, you know, moments in the music business that I was young and didn't know to even ask. So from that point on, I said, oh, whoa, whoa, hold on a minute. Uh, I need to approve, you know, photos or or covers or whatever else in the future. They're like, oh, okay. I just didn't know. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're starting out, you don't know anything. No one's going to tell you either. Yeah, well, well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> but they, but they must didn't tell you about this cover. I swear, but <laughs> no, nope. they did crazy. not. But, but um, I was going to ask you, you know, with that being where it was then, when you were going to make another long night out, did you think about using the and kind of just reimagining that same concept in some kind of way, or you just want to do do your own picture? I, I, we talked about it, of course, but ultimately, I thought it was 
better to just do a whole new image and something that just you know really made sense of course if you if you look on the back cover of this new version you will see the original painting on the floor mm. do you have the cd itself like the full physical copy mm. look on the I... back yes yes See it laying there on the floor? Yes. So the the photo shoot for this new version, I actually own the original painting of the album cover from the original Long Night Out. The artist who painted it only about four years ago actually contacted me and said, hey, I'm moving uh, art studios and I'm downsizing, trying to get rid of these old, old paintings. Do you want this? I'm like, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> yeah, so I was really lucky. He sent it to me, so I actually have that painting. So I brought it to the photo shoot, and uh, wow. we uh, put it in few, a few of the photos. So, you know, so it's still in there. Well, now baby. you take some hot photos. I'm telling you, I, I remember talking to you, um, saying to you, I think when we interviewed you about the 12 um, CD, I was asking you if you had mm-hmm. thought about going into modeling because you take some really, really nice pictures. Really nice pictures. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank uh, you. Yeah. Well, and you've one of my grown favorites. Into that too, Brian. Yeah. I have to say, What's you, that, Michael? You've really actually grown into that too. You know, I know they didn't teach you about modeling and photo shoots at first because this first CD that you, I'm looking at too on this long night out, you just were like, yo, just take this picture and hurry up. <laughs> I don't know if you remember oh, yeah. the picture, but... No, yeah, trust man. me. No, I'm, it's it's maybe <laughs> the most embarrassing photo that's out there. Mm. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, you know, because there was no... Here's the thing. They just probably paid some dude like a hundred bucks. It was like I was going to the you know, the Sears or something. To, okay, sit here. Here's a backdrop. Okay. You know, prop yourself up. There was no makeup person. There was no hair person. There was no stylist. There was no nobody. It was one dude with a camera. And he just took like, he took like a handful of shots on whatever camera he had. And like, okay, that's fine. Thanks. See ya. <laughs> so <laughs> ten minutes later, I was out of there, and that's what they used. I was like, "Oh my god!" I, I, you know, of course, mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> the well, things that you don't think about, you know. Yeah, damn. Anyway. Well, I, I definitely hey, man, have you know, favorites um, of you. This one okay. on your website. Uh, I love this one on your website. In fact, I had this one made, and you signed it. Um, where were we? We were at. Uh, Oh, golly, I can't remember where we were, but Anita and Lori were there, and we had the pictures made up and sent to Walgreens or somewhere, and they printed them out, and I brought it. Oh, we were at um, Napa. It was the first Napa show, I think. Okay, nice. Yeah, yeah, and I remember you signed it uh, for me and everything. Love that picture. Love that picture. So that's a great segue. segue. So let's talk about Napa. Your third annual Napa Valley Jazz Getaway is coming up. Um, That's right. You are ready for that? Uh, I am so ready. I mean, I, I can't even wait. You know, we got a lot, lot more uh, little, little tiny planning things to do. But uh, you know, all the major stuff is all, all rolling. You know, uh, the, the vibe out there on the road is everyone's 
so excited uh, for this year. Obviously, we're uh, we're growing. We're uh, it's going to be bigger and better this year, and uh, I'm just excited to be doing more outdoor shows this time. And you know, the lineup. Oh my God, I just I'm excited to just kind of sit on the side of the stage and see some of these uh, concerts too. Mm. Okay, so let's tell us about who's um, performing. Who's what's the lineup? Well, we're going to uh, start out with um, Wednesday night uh, is the first night. It kind of start start small. I'm doing a uh, just a VIP event. Uh, myself and David Benoit are just going to do some solo piano okay. um, for some of the VIPs on the dinner terrace um, on one of the winery at one of the wineries. It's going to be beautiful. Uh, we're also doing another uh, welcome dinner uh, for about 150 people. I'll have a little jam session. Michael Lincoln's going to come by. Um, Cecil Ramirez and his group, great piano player. Uh, and then Thursday, the you know the main festivities start. So we start with Jazz Legends Night. And I kind of came up with this concept. I thought it'd be really cool to start off the first main night with some legends. So we have Earl Clue with Eric Marienthal and David Benoit. Uh, also, Lee Rittenauer and Dave Grusin. I mean, it doesn't get any more legendy, legend, <laughs> legendary legendy. than that, you know. <laughs> uh-huh. Legendy, <laughs> legendy. <laughs> um, so that's word. that's Thursday night. Okay. Uh, and then we got Friday night funk night. That's what mm. I'm calling it. And this year, we're opening up with Keenan Ivory Wayans is doing okay. comedy. Okay. And, you know, you know him from In Living Color and so many other movies, blah, blah, blah. So I'm really excited about seeing what kind of stand-up he's going he's gonna to pull out this year. Uh, then I'm going to actually, I'm, um, I'm going to do a special show, BC and the Funk Experience. I haven't done this since my funk record came out. So mm-hmm. I'm getting, getting those tunes back together, and we're going to do that for Friday Night Funk Night. Then the Ohio players ah. are going to be there. Oh. Um, Eric Darius is going to sit in. I mean, it's going to be nasty funky. It's going to be awesome. Cool. Uh, so that's Friday. Then we're going to have an after party. After party, you know, Friday night funk after party at the, at the hotel, at the Westin. Uh, and then Saturday we go outside. We're doing Saturday, Sunday, full outdoor shows. We got... Um, Morris Day in the Time, Average White Band, Eric Benet, Mavis Staples, uh, Jazz and Pink, Eric Darius, Dirty Dozen Brass Band, um, and then I'm going to do my full regular show on the Saturday night as well. So really, really incredible lineup this year. Wow, sounds great. Sounds great. Lori mm-hmm. wants to know if you need a bodyguard for the after party in Seabreeze, at Seabreeze. <laughs> oh, in Seabreeze. Uh, potentially, yes. <laughs> oh, area code three, 301. Welcome to Talking Smooth Jazz. Hi. Hi, what's your name? Um, my name is Shirley. I'm calling from Oxon Hill, Maryland. Welcome. Good evening to both of you. Um, Brian, just wanted to let you know that um, I was on uh, Dave Cos's cruise and mm-hmm. just had an incredible time and really enjoyed your show. Um, oh, thanks. 
Um, my question is, um, first of all, I really love um, the Another Long Night CD that's out. Listen to it all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, my oh, favorite, thanks. however, is It's On Tonight. Um, mm. I think it's one of oh, the okay. sexiest CDs out there, and mm-hmm. it's one of my hey. favorites on my playlist. It is it is my mood, my mood music, believe me. Um, and I was wondering if um, you have plans in the future to do something like that again. Well, to me, the Dream CD was similar oh, yeah. in terms of, uh, yeah. yeah, the kind of the vibey nighttime, late night, mm-hmm. sexy kind of sound. Yeah, um, that's on my so, playlist too, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So, you know, to me, that, that was the closest that I've come to that It's On Tonight record. Um, you know, I never really particularly, like, copy or try to do things exactly the same you know i i mean i'm just kind of making whatever comes out at the time Mm -hmm. and you know i mean i can i I obviously think of conceptual ideas but when it comes down to actually recording and making it happen i'm just really really in the moment of how i'm feeling and that's how I have to make a record. So I can't really go in and say, you know what, I'm going to make another record just like it's on tonight, but with new songs. Yeah. It just doesn't work that way. I don't know why. Some some people maybe do that. I don't know. Um, but I'm just kind of making music as it as it comes, and that's all I can do. Well, I so. I enjoyed I I enjoyed the last three tremendously. I actually love all your music, and um, oh, I, I I do build. Um, I find myself building playlists. Um, I love smooth jazz. Love, love, love it. And um, oh, cool. I noticed my latest one has more of your music on it than anyone else. So. Hey, all right. <laughs> so, so I look forward to seeing you again soon when you get in this area. I missed you this time because the show got sold out on me before I could get my ticket. So yeah, I'll they just... were sold out like a long time ago. I'm sorry about that. I'll be back. Uh, so. Yeah, yeah. So, but um, we'll, my sister and I will both be watching for you. So, good luck. Okay. All How right. How do you Thanks spell your name? How do you spell your name? My name? Yes. S H I R L E Y. Okay. All right. Oh, Shirley. Right. Okay, got it. All right, Shirley. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Now, I'm going to ask Brian, you know, piggybacking off of what he just answered to that question. Uh, are there songs that you have in the vault that you didn't release on another CD that you may release on an upcoming CD? Nope. Okay. Mm, okay. Quick, That's a quick answer, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah here's, here's the deal. You know, some people record a ton of music and just never release it. For whatever reason, I literally record what I'm going to put on that record. It doesn't even get to close to a final stage unless I know it's right. And I, I really have a clear vision most of the time what is going to work on a particular record or not. So in, in very early stages of the songwriting, I will know if a song is going to work on whatever that record is going to be. And then if it's not working, I won't even finish writing the song. Mm-hmm. So therefore, it okay. never gets into production, meaning no one else even records on it. So therefore, it's you know nowhere close to 
you know, being potentially released. So okay. I have a ton of starts of songs, like just little fragments and ideas and this and that that sort of never went anywhere. So. Ah, all right. You know, eight-bar phrases of a groove or something. But uh, mm. you'll never hear it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, we Sorry. have nine minutes left. Mike, you wanted to ask him about uh, Boney? Yes, I wanted to ask you about, um, you You are playing a, a concert, I look for your tour, in August in Ohio. And it says yep. that it's going to be you and Boney. And it says that uh, you're going to be playing with Boney's band or Boney's going to be playing with your band? No. Okay, okay, I was wrong. Okay. I play with my band, then he plays with his band. Okay. Two, two it, sh- yeah. separate shows, one evening. Okay. Oh. Yep. All right. And I have to ask you about so. the wine. Tell us about your new project, your wine. Oh, yes. Well, mm-hmm. uh, it was only fitting that, uh, uh, you know, I, I finally kind of put out my own wine and I literally just released a Pinot Noir and it's in partnership with Riata Winery and Jameson Ranch Vineyards which is our uh, partner for the outdoor concerts at the Napa Valley Jazz Getaway this year. Um, So they are really known for great Pinots. So when uh, you know we were we were having a meeting and just kind of brainstorming and, uh, you know, we both kind of came to the conclusion, hey, let's do a wine together. So I literally went to the winery and sat down for, you know, quite a while and personally blended this wine together. Um, and so it's, it's really a creation that I can, kind of came up with. We had six different Pinot Noir grapes from six different vineyards, and each plot of land kind of has its own characteristics, its own tastes, its own, you know, some are more fruity, some are more dry, some are more acidic, some are more, I don't know, tannic, whatever, you know, all these wine terms, right? And so the the idea behind blending different ones together is you get a really good mix of, of flavor and, and this and that. So that's literally what I did, and I, I'm really, really happy with the results, and uh, a lot of people have been been trying it and and really like it, so uh, I'm excited. So obviously you can get it uh, at the festival this June, but uh, you can also order it on my website as well if you're interested. So BrianColverson.com slash wine. All right, slash wine. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Rochelle wanted me to ask you if you have any plans to come back to Dallas. Um, I would love to go back to Dallas. I need to get a gig. Okay. No, All right. There's, there's nothing cooking. Nothing cooking. And, and for some reason, Texas has been a tough place to get back to. Mm. I don't know what's going on. What's what's up, Texas? Mm. So, Rochelle, if you know some place where Brian can be, uh, you know, get booked, let them know Brian Culberson wants to come back. Give me a call. For you guys. I'll yeah, be there. Give them a call. Yeah, definitely. Because I tour everywhere else, but I don't make it to Texas much. Mm, okay. I don't know what's All going right. on. What's going on? I don't know, Brian. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> you haven't How been to Vegas in a while. I'm going to get you back here. Yeah. Well, hey. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be in, uh, well, I can't really say yet. 
Let's just say okay. I'll be in Vegas this year. Okay, cool. I will that's be all back I, in that, Vegas. That's all I need to hear. All right, I'll be looking Don't out for that. Don't worry about it. I got you. Oh, cool. Yes. Love that. All right. Well, thank you, Brian. We appreciate you giving us another opportunity. Yeah. Well, it's always a pleasure talking with you guys. So much fun. It's talking to you, too. And like, you actually made me dig up some old CDs. That's why I got this uh, long night CD out. I, I really, you got me looking at some of this old after-hour CD, this, uh, what is this right here? Oh, yeah. Uh, Secrets. Uh, what is this one? Uh, at Modern Life. I'm like, wow, well, okay. Mm-hmm. You got me, mm-hmm. you got, you got me digging through the vaults with some Brian Coberson stuff. So I'm gonna be checking these. Yeah. Man, I got, I, I can't believe I got 14 records out now. 14, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a lot. 14. It feels like a lot. <laughs> yeah. So uh, and I, I'm lot. already planning my next two, by the way. Oh, okay. next two. Wow. Okay. Next two are already in my brain, and I'm I'm working on them. Oh, my. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, for some, well, it's so funny because, you know, everyone's talking about another long night out, another long night out. And for me, I'm like, I'm one, two steps ahead of that. I'm like <laughs> looking next year and the year after. I'm, so to me, another long night out, I was like, oh, that's some old news. <laughs> <laughs> that's old, it's man. funny. I uh, know. Oh, that's well, old. No. <laughs> the next two. two moves ahead, maybe you should call the next city chess moves. Hey. That we is, shall see. That is chess moves. Okay. Okay. You said it. <laughs> Write it down. <laughs> Thank you, Brian. We love you. I will see you at Napa. Looking forward to that. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Well, I'll I hope be there. to see everybody in Napa. We're going to have a yeah. – that's going to be a party. Party. Yes, indeed. <laughs> yes, indeed. Looking nice. forward to that. All right. All you right. Have a good evening. Thanks for hanging out with us. I appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. All right. Good night. Yeah, have a good one. All right, everyone. That was Brian Culberson. His brand-new CD is called Another Long Night Out. You can find that on his website, com, iTunes, and Amazon. Um, follow him on Twitter and on Instagram. Um, I think he's Brian Culberson Music on Twitter. And the same on Instagram, Brian? Oh, I'm uh, on Twitter. I'm Brian Culberson, and okay. then uh, Facebook. It's Brian Culberson official. Okay. On Facebook, you know, I'm all over the place. So. Yes, you are. But you can You're get all the links through my website too. Yeah, yeah. he's not hard to find at all. all. Links, so. Yeah, definitely. All right. Yeah, I'm around. I'm around. <laughs> Thanks to <laughs> Althea, Lori, Ollie, Rochelle, Cheryl, all of the guests in the chat room. Thank you guys for tuning in and listening. Um, we are out. This is the show. Definitely pick up another long night out. Definitely pick that up. And hopefully we will see you in Napa. All right, Mike, you have a good evening. I will talk to you soon, I'm sure. Yes, definitely. All right, you've been listening to Talking Smooth Jazz with your host, the Jazz Queen. And Mike Reynolds. And we look forward to talking smooth jazz with you again next time. Until then, keep it smooth. Thanks again, Brian. Thank you, guys. Bye. All right. Bye-bye.